The game is over. Your Bucks postgame show starts now. Welcome to Bucks Talk. Insight, analysis, and your chance to sound off on the game you just heard. Now to break it all down, here's your host, Justin Garcia. Well, basically exactly what you needed to see from this team coming out of the All-Star break. A disappointing end to that first half schedule with that loss to the Miami Heat and, of course, the loss in Memphis to the Grizzlies. But uh, almost everything you wanted to see is, is exactly what you saw tonight from the Bucks, especially that third quarter. Uh, maybe the best quarter that the Bucks have played all season defensively, holding a very good Timberwolves offense to just 13 points putting up 36 points against a very good Timberwolves defense as well. And it was the way they did it. As we heard from Doc Rivers after the game, Giannis and Damian Lillard specifically trusting the pass, trusting their teammates. It opened up everything for that duo down the stretch where that Timberwolves team couldn't double team Giannis and and Damian Lillard as we were seeing more of in the first half when this team went just 5 of 17 on threes. Brooke Lopez hit four of those at four of seven. So everybody else on the roster not named Brooke Lopez went one of ten on threes in that first half. A much different story in the second half where the Bucks went eight of 20. Malik Beasley with four of those eight makes, all four of those coming in the third quarter. And it, look, it doesn't erase that final week before the All-Star break. But it does put your mind at ease, at least for tonight. And now you just got to build on it. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. And again, you had a similar performance against the Denver Nuggets that final week of the first half schedule. You followed it up with a bad loss to the Miami Heat. You followed that up with an even worse loss on the road in Memphis to the Grizzlies. So the task at hand now is to build on this, to go to Philadelphia. It's a team that has been playing, all things considered, pretty well. They beat the Cavaliers tonight. They still won't have Joel Embiid. Tyrese Maxey has been playing good for them. Buddy Heal hit one of the biggest shots of the game tonight to seal that victory against the Cavs. They still have some firepower. It is still going to be a challenge. But if you can get through that Philadelphia game, If you can do what you're supposed to do, and that is take care of both games with the Charlotte Hornets next week, you can start to build on something, and all of a sudden, you can start to silence some of those critics and feel much better about the process. As Doc Rivers again said after the game tonight, look, we're headed in the right direction. We're not there yet, but we keep seeing more and more along the way that I really like, and we saw even more of that tonight. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight as the Bucks knock off the Timberwolves. An impressive win to start the second-half schedule. We'll get into the updates and the rest of the numbers after this on Bucks Talk. This is Bucks Talk. M.com. Welcome back to Bucks Talk. One twelve to one oh seven, the final score in Minnesota. Bucks take down the Timberwolves. A very, very good win, a much needed win for this team on the heels of how they went into the All Star break 
Uh, that loss to the Miami Heat. And uh, then days later, a three-point loss in Memphis to the Grizzlies. That loss to the Heat, by the way, to lose by 26 points on the home floor. You did not have Chris Middleton, and that's really been the constant here. I will be curious to see the status of Chris Middleton for Sunday in Philadelphia. If I were to guess now, I would imagine Chris Middleton is out. But the way that we heard Doc Rivers talk about it on the off day yesterday, um, indicating there's a lot of precaution that's being put in place right now, and even going as far as saying if this was a playoff game, there's a good chance Chris Middleton would be playing that gives you some optimism, but I think tonight you saw more stretches of where you really miss Chris Middleton. Um, you you need the bench to start to pick up some offense, and maybe that's where Danilo Gallinari can give you a shot in the arm. You saw him for five minutes tonight, and you get the sense it's let's start to ease him into the mix here. But without Chris Middleton, you've been missing a lot. And especially in that third quarter, you rode Giannis and Damian Lillard. Malik Beasley as well. I believe, I know Dame did, I believe Malik Beasley played the entire third quarter. And in that fourth quarter, you could see at the start, it was just a matter of, okay, let's not give up this lead. Those are the moments where you really miss Chris Middleton. We talked about this before he went down with that injury, that ankle turn uh, in Phoenix against the Suns. But one of the areas that Chris Middleton had really stood out for most of this season was being that guy that was basically the leader of the second unit. Now, it doesn't mean he's coming off the bench, but the way that these rotations have been, we've seen Chris Middleton playing with that bench unit quite a bit especially in those those moments when Giannis and Dame would play, or Dame especially, would play all of the first quarter and the third quarter. Giannis would play a large chunk of it as well. A lot of times you would get early into that second quarter, and it was Chris Middleton with the bench. He would keep your offense afloat because of his ability to score and facilitate for guys like Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton. And with him gone, you've really noticed that drop-off. Pat Beverly is a good organizer. He is a very good team defender and still has good ability to be an individual defender. Uh, But Pat Beverly is not the offensive player that you had even in Cameron Payne. I think there's a lot of similarities between Pat Beverly's game and Javon Carter's game. Pat Beverly is not the offensive player that Javon Carter is and was for this Bucs team. So that's what you're missing without Chris Middleton. Oh, by the way, to have him on the floor with Damon Giannis opens things up even more. For guys like Malik Beasley and eventually Brooke Lopez. But especially those moments where you have the all-bench lineup. That is where the absence of Chris Middleton has really started to become noticeable in these last essentially eight games that you've played without Chris Middleton. Um, I'll be curious to see the injury report tomorrow, to see what his status is. You get the feeling, though, it's probably going to be, if it is soon, Probably next week. You're at home on Tuesday. You do go to Charlotte for a game on Thursday. But then you're essentially back home. You're coming to Chicago Friday night. And then you get two days off. Uh, Maybe this latest injury means Chris Middleton will, in fact, not play. We saw it, I believe, once this season. But that Chris Middleton 
won't play in both sets of a back-to-back for the rest of the season. That's fine. You just need a healthy Chris Middleton for the postseason. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk after a very impressive win by the Bucks in Minnesota to take down the Timberwolves. They enter this second-half schedule with the third most difficult remaining schedule in the league, the most challenging schedule of any Eastern Conference team, and your first game was against the team with the best record in the Western Conference. So what does that mean for the rest of these 25 games? We'll take a look at the updates after this on Bucks Talk. You're listening to Bucks Talks. This is Bucks Talk. 112 to 107 final score in Minnesota. Bucks beat the Timberwolves. And we heard from Doc Rivers, we do pretty well in revenge games. He pointed to that win against the Denver Nuggets. And now tonight against the Timberwolves. Um, but there are some similarities between the way you open up the post-All-Star break schedule and the way you went into the All-Star break. This was one of those revenge games. You beat the Timberwolves. A nice win, an impressive win. You started that week that we were referring to with a nice, impressive win against the Denver Nuggets. You beat Denver by 17 points on the home floor. And look, the Nuggets were healthy in the first half. You didn't see Jamal Murray or Kentavious Caldwell-Pope in those final 24 minutes. But the Bucks took a sizable lead into halftime. And it was a very, very impressive performance. Another game where Giannis really stood out. 36 points and 18 rebounds. Tonight, you led for a large part of that first half before the Timberwolves started to pour it on due to their work on the offensive glass and the Bucks just not hitting shots. But you were still hanging around, down by six at the half. And then, as we mentioned, put together arguably your best quarter of the season, outscoring uh, the Timberwolves 36-13 to in that third quarter, taking a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. But you followed up that game, that win against the Nuggets, where they lost to the Miami Heat. Now, in terms of record and the standings, that Miami Heat team is very similar to your next opponent, the Philadelphia 76ers. I'll take it a step further. That Miami Heat team, now granted, they were playing without more than just Jimmy Butler, but Miami right now is 31 and 25. 76ers are 33 and 23. Miami was playing that game against the Bucs without their top score. They are currently the seventh seed in the East. Sixers are currently the five seed. They will be playing on Sunday without their leading score. After that, you had the Memphis Grizzlies. After that Sixers game on Sunday, You have two games against the Charlotte Hornets. So in many ways, it is an eerily similar schedule to that final week leading into the All-Star break. The real tell here is going to be what the Bucs do on Sunday and perhaps more importantly, what they do Tuesday, Thursday, and eventually Friday with that game in Chicago against the Bulls. How do you build on this? Because we all felt great after that win against the Denver Nuggets, the week of the all, the the final week before the All Star break, but you did nothing with that win. You lost to an extremely shorthanded team. You didn't just lose; you were shot out of the gym to an extremely shorthanded Miami Heat team, and you followed that up with a very bad loss in Memphis to the Grizzlies. So, can you find that consistency? 
Can you continue to build on this? As Doc Rivers said after the game, we're getting there. We're seeing more and more signs of exactly what I'm looking for. Now we just got to bottle this and, and continue to get better and to and continue to see larger stretches of this play, not just the third quarter, not just the final five minutes, basically, and the way they closed out the game. Put this together for a longer stretch than that. And in fairness to the Bucs, most of that first quarter, all of that first quarter, a lot of that second quarter, you're starting to stack more of that, but you have to consistently do that going forward. I mentioned you have the third most difficult schedule in the league coming out of the break and the most difficult schedule in the East. Well, the good news is it's gotten slightly easier after playing your final game against the one seed in the West. It's still the most difficult schedule in the East, however, and it has now gone from third to fourth most challenging. You have two games left against the Sixers, two games left against the Boston Celtics. Now, those games are interesting because on paper they are right up there with the Bucks' most challenging games left. However, when you look at where those games are placed, uh, one of those games is the fourth to last game the Celtics have that season, this season. Another one of those games comes on March 20th. There are nine games separating those. So you're talking about roughly 15 games and four games left, three games after that. Um, when we just went over the standings, the Celtics nine games up on the Bucks in the loss column, seven games up on the Cavaliers. If the Bucks do move up to that two line, it means that gap is pretty wide for the Celtics. So my point is that last game, especially, it is very likely going to have little meaning to the Boston Celtics unless something drastic happens. Either the Bucks or the Cavs, maybe the Knicks. One of those teams catches fire and Boston starts to take a bit of a stumble. That's going to take a lot, though. So one of the fortunate parts for the Bucks is, yes, on paper it's a challenging schedule. But you look at things like that, in that you got two games left against the Celtics. Now you beat them, but one of those two games remaining is very, very late in the season. It may be a meaningless game for all intents and purposes. Uh, for the Boston Celtics. Those games against the 76ers, again, on paper, challenging. That's how you started the season in the first glimpse we had of that Damian Lillard magic with that one-point win over Philly. But the first of those two games is obviously Sunday, the next, March 14th in Milwaukee. Uh, Joel Embiid very, very likely is not going to be playing in that game on the 14th either. It doesn't make Philadelphia an easy opponent, but it makes them easier to contend with without him on the floor. So, yes, by the numbers, it's the most challenging schedule in the East, but there are some caveats to it for the Bucks that soften just how difficult it is somewhat. Where it doesn't get any easier is the Western Conference portion that is left. You've gone through Denver and Minnesota, but you still have two games left with the Oklahoma City Thunder, who continue to be a buzzsaw. And right now, the Thunder have pulled even with the Minnesota Timberwolves after this loss by the T-Wolves and the Thunder winning tonight. So you got two games left with the co-leaders in the West and the Thunder. You have both of your games against the Clippers, who right now are just a game and a half 
out of first place. You have one game left with the Pelicans, who have started to play much, much better. Winners in eight of their last ten games. They're suddenly up to fifth in the Western Conference. You have one game left with the Phoenix Suns, who have suddenly gone into a bit of a tailspin. You have one game left with the Sacramento Kings. You have both your games left with the Lakers. And uh, same with the, the Golden State Warriors, who, again, have been playing a lot better these last few weeks. So the challenges remain for this uh, Bucks team. And just as we said, you know, some of these may not be quite as difficult as they are on paper. Well, some could be even more challenging. But again, one of the larger reasons for optimism here is the Bucks have been at their best this season against the best teams in the league. They are now 10-7 and in games played against teams with a top 10 net rating in the league. That 9-7 and record coming into tonight was third best in the NBA, and their defense and offense both in the top 10 in those games. That number, at least the defense, is going to continue by way of what the Bucks did tonight. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. By the way, I mentioned two games left against the Warriors. It's just the one, but it is on the road. And again, the Warriors have gotten healthy, and they've been playing much, much better, winning again earlier tonight. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. We'll take a look at those updated rankings for the Bucks, where this defense checks in. Also, we went through the Bucks schedule and what's left, but it's not too early to look at the rest of those teams congregating around where the Bucks are. We'll give you their path forward after this on Bucks Talk. The hardwood homilies continue after this. This is Bucks Talk. This is Bucks Talk. Impressive win tonight for the Bucks, who take down the Timberwolves 112 to 107. And look, you got a lot of help in these last two days as well as the Cavaliers played two games without Donovan Mitchell and they lost both of those games last night against the Magic and tonight against the 76ers. You entered the All Star break four games back of the Cavs in the loss column. And not only that, uh, Cleveland at eight and four within the division. Bucks nine and seven, just one game left. That is next week against Chicago. So there's a couple of huge games coming up here for the Bucks. But the point is, you enter the break four games back in the loss column, knowing we didn't lose the head-to-head tiebreaker. We also didn't win the head-to-head tiebreaker against the Cavs. So it's going to come down to either moving past them or catching them. And winning those tiebreakers like a divisional record. In order to do that, you need to beat the Bulls on Friday. And you need the Cavaliers to go 1-3 and in those final four games. Now, if you lose to the Bulls, you need the Cavs to lose all four remaining divisional games. Easier said than done. I know I said they just lost their first two games out of the break here, but... For the Cavaliers, those divisional games that they have left are in Detroit against the Pistons. That is also next Friday when the Bucks go to Chicago 
to play the Bulls. Uh, in Indianapolis against the Pacers, which will be a challenging game, at home against the Pacers, and um, one other game as well against the uh, Chicago Bulls in Chicago. 0-4 is probably not going to happen. 1-3 and is also going to be a pretty challenging ask there. But to get that help, it made tonight's result even more important. When you saw the Cavs lost to the Sixers, you know, these are the types of, of nights you need to take advantage of. When you get that help, you got to do your end as well, and you got to win these games. 10-7 and seven now against those top 10 teams in the league. Before tonight, fifth best defense in those previous 16 games, seventh best offense. And look, by the numbers, when we talked about where this offense sat under Doc Rivers in the 20s, defense was right around 10th best. Offense really took a step backward. Um, almost the inverse of what you saw before, where your offense was elite, your defense just not good enough. There are a number of factors that go into it. Doc Rivers has said this a couple of times. The way this team has played defense, it takes some out of you. And I think you've clearly seen that. And he, he mentioned it again tonight. Look, we got to work on conditioning if we're going to go this hard on both ends of the floor. But it's not an excuse. I think it is valid to point out. The other thing is, in these 11 games that you've played under Doc Rivers as the head coach, numbers look a lot better, much, much better defensively. The Bucks have the 11th best defense with a 113.2 defensive rating. That is right in the neighborhood of the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Denver Nuggets, the Houston Rockets, who have been pretty good defensively all season long. It's not too far back of the surprises and the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns, but the Boston Celtics. Defense has been very good. And if you can finish the January 29th onward schedule, if you can finish 13, 12, somewhere around there, I think that is a very, very big win defensively. Just be lurking right outside the top 10. You got to get the offense up there. And right now, in these 11 games, it's not pretty. An offensive rating of 112.1, 24th in offensive efficiency. But in those 11 games, seven without Chris Middleton, three without Brooke Lopez, two without Damian Lillard. That adds up. So you got to get this team healthy. You got to get all those pieces in there, especially as you've continued to add Patrick Beverly, Pat Beverly, Danilo Gallinari. You got to see Chris Middleton and your full complement of players working with those players. So that is a big caveat to add of yes, I understand the offense hasn't looked great. And even if you look at tonight, 112 points, I mean, is that really going to boost your offensive rating? It's a very, very good defense you went up against tonight the number one rated defense in the league from that point forward, especially a 105 defensive rating with that same date of January 29th onward. Timberwolves with a 105.4 defensive rating. So you did something here. And a 119 offensive rating. So when we look at that same time period, the Timberwolves have the fifth best offense and the best defense. So it may not seem like much, but what you did tonight, Without Chris Middleton, a very, very impressive win for the Bucks. We'll take a look at the rest of the schedule for those teams hovering around the Bucks, specifically the Cavaliers, 
the Knicks, and I suppose we should mention the 76ers as well. We'll uh, take a look at that as we get set for Sunday afternoon in Philadelphia after this on Bucks Talk. This is Bucks Talk. One twelve to one oh seven. The final score: Bucks beat the Timberwolves tonight and open up the uh, second half schedule with a very, very big win and a much needed win. So again, fourth most difficult schedule remaining for the Bucks. It's the toughest schedule left in the Eastern Conference. Indiana Pacers have the third most difficult schedule left in the East. Sixers have the fifth most difficult, and the Knicks are seventh. However, Sixers and Knicks are both right there in the middle of the pack overall. And same for the uh, Cavs, who have the 18th most difficult. So in other words, the 12th easiest schedule left belongs to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The big thing is you took care of business on a night where the Cavs also lost and lost last night. So you shaved off two games in the loss column. The Knicks play tomorrow. They host the Celtics. It's one of those rare examples where I, I do think you, you're you pulling for the Celtics to add some more separation between you and the Knicks. And it makes Sunday all the more important because right now you're just two games up on the Sixers in the loss column. Philadelphia has dealt with some issues. Same record as you in the last 10 games. They've been playing without Joel Embiid. They've managed to stay afloat despite that. So it's going to be a big game on Sunday if you can get through that, it makes those games against the Hornets even larger because when you look at what's left for the Bucks, we know it's challenging. I mentioned you got both games left against the Thunder, both games left against the Clippers. You do have two left against the Celtics. TBD on what those games actually mean. Two left against the Sixers, a game apiece against the Pelicans and the Knicks. Those are your most challenging games left on paper. The games that you, you almost have to circle and say, look, as we've gone through before, you can't overlook opponents, but we need these games. Two of them are next week. Home and road against the Charlotte Hornets. You have a game against the Wizards. That is another game you absolutely need to win. And at this point, I think you have to lump in those games that you have left against the Nets and the Raptors. Any game that you have left on the schedule that is not against one of those teams that's in the top half of their conference at this point, you have to view those as a must-win. We heard Doc Rivers talk about, look, we do pretty well in revenge games. Well, you got a game left against the Memphis Grizzlies, and it's going to be at home. I think that's going to be a revenge game. So instead of focusing on the challenges that are left on this schedule, and there's a lot of them, again, the Bucks have done very well in those games. You have to approach those other games. Three games combined against the Wizards and the Hornets. You have to approach those games as, look, these are games we simply have to win, given the rest of the schedule. We'll wrap up the show and preview Sunday afternoon in Philly against the Sixers after this on Bucks Talk. You're listening to Bucks Talk. The round ball repartee returns. This is Bucks Talk. 112 to 107 final for Minnesota. Bucks beat the Timberwolves and now have another big one Sunday afternoon in Philadelphia against the 76ers. That is a noon tip off. Noon tip in Philadelphia. 11:30 is when our pregame coverage begins on Sunday. 
And as always, be sure to stick around after the game for Bucks Talk. We will talk to you then.